This is LBC with Nick Abbott. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. To America. Let's catch up with Simon Marks. LBC's US correspondent joins us from Washington, D.C. Hello, Simon. Evening, Nick. So, um, Joe Biden's problems continue to get worse, actually, don't they? I mean, we we thought that uh, it was a clear-cut issue, this taking secret documents uh, home. Donald Trump was going to get screwed to the floor for that. But then we find that Biden did the same, and they've just found some more, haven't they? Uh, Yeah, they found more uh, in the latter stages of last week than they had previously announced they had located uh, in the president's uh, Delaware home. These documents, remember, have nothing to do with his current job. They all date back to the period when he was vice president uh, in the Obama administration, and the first batch of 10 documents were discovered uh, in an office in Washington Washington, D.C. that he used between 2017 and 2020. Uh, We have learnt within the last couple of days that some of those documents were marked top secret, uh, indicating they had a pretty substantial degree of classification. Then uh, the Biden team announced that they discovered another document, this time in uh, Joe Biden's garage in uh, Delaware, uh, right next to his uh, 1967 Corvette sports car. Uh, So Republicans were gleefully pointing out uh, to the country that Joe Biden uh, has a collector's sports car and uh, at least one document pertaining to the nation's secrets could be found pretty close to it. Now they say they found another roughly half dozen documents uh, in Joe Biden's uh, Delaware home. Uh, They've not indicated exactly where they were found. Maybe they were also in the garage. Who knows? We don't know uh, the level of classification. I mean, uh, as you and I talked about a little bit earlier in the week, Um, there is a vast difference between the classified documents scandal dogging Donald Trump and the classified documents questions being raised uh, as a result of the revelations of the last 10 days. Um, Donald Trump absolutely steadfastly refused for months to uh, hand over documents that the National Archives were demanding uh, and that they knew he had taken from the White House to Mar-a-Lago when his presidency ended rather than depositing them in the National Archives where they properly belong. Joe Biden's team insists, and indeed the Department of Justice confirms, that as soon as they found the first batch of documents in that Washington office, they immediately handed them over to the National Archives. The other documents that they found have also been handed over to the National Archives. So there's a difference in the comportment of these two men, but having classified documents at home, in your garage, in your office, after you leave office, having them without permission. Uh, You know, you can get permission if you're writing a memoir to borrow some of them, provided they're kept in highly secure conditions. These documents were held by Joe Biden without permission. No one seems to have any understanding of how how on earth this happened. Uh, No one knows for sure if the uh, shifting story that the Biden team has told over the last few days as uh, finished shifting or whether we're going to hear about more documents in the days uh, ahead and the biggest problem for Joe Biden is that he's now facing a special prosecutor uh, appointed this week by uh, the Attorney General Merrick Garland in exactly the same way as he appointed a special prosecutor to investigate Donald Trump's mishandling uh, of 
of classified documents. So you've got a former president and a current president, two special prosecutors who will now take uh, months, we presume, uh, to investigate and to make a determination about whether they are going to recommend that criminal charges be brought against Donald Trump, Joe Biden, people within their inner circle. And while the magnitude of Donald Trump's behavior is completely egregious compared to what we currently know about Joe Biden's, for Democrats, for White House insiders, for senior Democrat strategists who've appeared on the Sunday talk shows today, the concern is that they have handed the Republicans in Congress a massive own goal, given the Republicans an opportunity immediately to launch yet another investigation of uh, Joe Biden, this one all about classified documents, and also defanged their ability to go after Donald Trump over his handling of the nation's secrets. The opportunity for Joe Biden to point fingers at Donald Trump as he did back in September and say that Donald Trump was behaving in a completely ir irresponsible way and couldn't be trusted with the nation's secrets. I mean, that ship has completely sailed now. Yeah, and um, despite that fact, though, it's not going to um, cut through with Republicans who, if Biden gets a pass, because, uh, as you say, he gave up uh, documents straight away and then conducted a further search and gave up the ones that uh, were then found, whereas Trump uh, did everything he could to uh, keep them, uh, they, they will just yell conspiracy theory, won't they? Yes, uh, yes. If, uh, if Trump gets done for it and Biden doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you would not, under any circumstances, ever really want to be Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, but you certainly wouldn't want to be the Attorney General if he finds himself in a few weeks or months' time receiving one report from the career war crimes investigator who's looking into the Donald Trump case that says absolutely Donald Trump should be uh, have the book thrown at him for his uh, behaviour with regard to classified documents, but then very shortly thereafter, receives a report from the uh, career gangland investigator who's helming the probe into Joe Biden, who might submit a recommendation saying, you know, I don't actually think this rises to the level of needing to bring criminal charges. I mean, that is going to be an absolutely impossible position for the Attorney General to be in, and he has to make the final decision. The special prosecutors don't make the decision about whether charges should be brought. They simply make recommendations to the Attorney general so at the end of the day you can only dodge the bouncing ball for so long eventually uh you know this is going to be a hot potato that absolutely is in your hands now i know that they are secret documents so this might sound like a silly question but <laughs> do we know what was in those documents what kind of documents we're talking about well as far as i mean as, with donald trump's documents we know that some of them had the highest degree of security classification absolutely you know for your eyes only stuff um and nu nuclear uh, secrets were they? some of it related to nuclear uh, secrets and uh, some of the documents it has been reported contained information about intelligence sources which were that to 
fall into the wrong hands obviously could cause all sorts of difficulties for those intelligence sources. We know less so far about the Biden documents, and the Republicans, by the way, are furious about that. Hmm. They say, look, the Department of Justice gleefully put out pictures of Trump's documents strewn all over the floor of his office in Mar-a-Lago after the FBI raid last September. Where are the pictures of Joe Biden's documents strewn throughout his garage or wherever they happen to be? Mm. Um, We do know that the first batch of Biden documents related to uh, foreign countries, but we don't know which foreign countries they were. One could probably surmise by the fact that some of these documents were stamped top secret that some of them contained information that enemies of the United States might find useful were they able to get their hands on them. But we don't know what that second batch of documents um, in the uh, in the garage and in the residence in Delaware, we don't know what those contained yet. Right. It's a good-looking car he's got, isn't it? It's a nice one, isn't it? Yeah. I was, yeah it's a, it, 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 well, it featured in a campaign ad yes, back, right. uh, back in the election when they were trying to, you know, show that there were multiple sides to yeah. Joe Biden and yeah. he wasn't... So, so he those wasn't papers, the stiff. Right, so those yeah. papers could quite well have been in the background in that advert. Well, no, there, he... is a, there is a shot in that uh, video where you see him backing the Corvette yeah. into the garage, and it is a glimpse that you get, because mm. the door of the garage is obviously open. I can't say it's much neater than mine, but then I'm only <laughs> looking at the outer reaches of it. Who yes. knows what's uh, within it? Right, who knows who George Santos is? <laughs> what a story that is. <laughs> Does George Santos even know who George Santos is? Right, who is he? Uh, For the uninitiated, George Santos is the new Republican member of Congress uh, representing one of the congressional districts in Long Island. And Long Island, uh, out in New York... Uh, has started leaning more Republican and more Trumpian than it has in the past. And he took advantage of that, ran for Congress and won. Um, And after winning, it became apparent through a series of revelations that he has made up virtually every aspect of the life story that he told on the campaign trail. I mean, everything is a lie. Wow. Now, we now know that the Republicans were aware of this uh, as early as uh, uh, 2021, and that led to some departures from his uh, inner circle. They were aware that the stories that he was telling didn't jive. Um, We don't actually even really know what his name is because there is a a video clip that shows him being introduced at a Republican campaign event. Uh, Again, sort of Trump-leaning Republicans. And the man who makes the introduction says, I'm here to welcome George Santos uh, to talk to you. I have to say, I've always known him uh, as Anthony DeVolda. So I don't know where this George Santos thing come from. But anyway, here's George and, you know, he's going to make America great again and everybody cheers. Now, you would have thought that at some point an enterprising journalist or an enterprising Democrat might have picked up on Mm. the holes in the stories that he's told. I I mean, they are legion. He has lied about his business background. He has uh, lied about his educational background. He claims that he graduated from Baruch College in New York. There's no record of him ever having attended. He's lied about his religion, which, I mean, my favourite bit of the story is that he claimed uh, that he was Jewish and that because his 
his mother, he claimed, was Jewish. Well, it turns out that <laughs> various members of the mother's family may have been of Jewish descent, but the mother herself was not Jewish. So when questioned about this, he said, well, um, no, no, I'm, I'm a practicing Catholic, but I said I was Jewish, not Jewish. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's literally what he said. So this is this has now become a, a massive scandal. Uh, he won a uh, majority of twenty thousand. Uh, oh. The Democrat in that race was expected to win, but then there was a bit of uh, what they call redistricting that took place here, where they redraw the constituency boundaries, uh, and uh, that ended up with uh, the Republican candidate, Mr. Santos or whatever his name is. Mm. Being being, uh, favored the republican party in long island has completely dissociated itself from him uh, they say he needs to stand down really uh, he's wanted by the way in brazil for various allegations of fraud including a, a fresh set coming from a woman there uh, who claims that she complete that she, her life was completely ruined by him that he brought her to the united states drained her bank accounts and then sent her off he's lied about his sexuality it seems uh, there's a, a, a marriage to a woman that is not explained given that he claimed on the campaign trail to be gay so there's there's just rising pressure and outrage good grief but in a house of representatives where the republicans only have a four-seat majority mm. the idea of having to kick him to the curb and holding a by-election in a seat that could swing back to the Democrats seems like a very bad idea to Kevin McCarthy, the new Speaker of the House. So I don't know where this goes. I mean, he could potentially face criminal indictment. Um, he may eventually just uh, fall under the weight of the various investigations taking place. Uh, but the, the normal rules of the game don't apply because of the wafer-thin nature of that Republican majority. And, I mean, really, he's a parable, uh, a parable for... Uh, an America that is existing in a post-truth atmosphere. Well, um, it sounds like all. it's also what would Donald Trump do? And well, he himself has had a bad week, hasn't he? He's had a terrible week. Donald Trump did not have a good week. $1.6 million fine for the Trump organization. I mean, not very much in the great scheme of things, but it was the maximum that the judge could uh, impose uh, after the Trump organization was convicted of tax fraud. And the Trump organization's former chief financial officer, a man who definitely knows where all the bodies are buried, uh, was sentenced to five months in jail uh, for his role in that tax fraud. How come Trump? getting away with it well uh well i mean he's not getting away with it in the sense that his business empire was targeted with the lawsuit but there were no criminal charges directly brought against him uh, or other members of his inner circle beyond the chief financial officer however his luck may shortly be about to run out because in the state of georgia and and you and i have discussed this before the um, Fulton County District Attorney is now making a decision about whether to bring criminal charges against Donald Trump for election interference and election fraud. The grand jury that has been investigating, you remember that phone call where he said, find me another 11,780 yes. votes. I just need to find another 11,000 odd votes. Right. Uh, the grand jury has completed its work in that case and it may well be that within days we see criminal charges being brought against him. Now, um, I said uh, the George Santos story was very much what would Donald Trump do? Now we've got WWTTD, what would the Taliban do? <laughs> because the Republicans have passed a rule 
on female attire. What do you know about that? Yes, uh, this is only, of course, in uh, the state of Missouri, where lawmakers this week found themselves in an extraordinary argument over an effort that ultimately, ultimately succeeded by a Republican uh, local congresswoman in the, in the state assembly uh, to introduce a dress code for female members of the assembly. And uh, the rule now says that they've got to be wearing a jacket and their arms have to be covered. This is a uh, relates to the fact that uh, up until 2017, uh, reporters, women reporters and lawmakers attending uh, the sessions were required to wear dresses and blouses with sleeves if they wanted to enter the House chamber. Uh, men were all told they had to wear a tie, a shirt and a jacket and a suit to get into the chamber. The women in the assembly then said, well, they have a right to bear arms, literally, <laughs> to bear arms. <laughs> so um, the uh, dress code was then briefly modernised, but now uh, apparently this is still a battleground in the state, uh, and so the Republicans have succeeded in writing this new law saying you've got to wear a jacket and your arms have to be covered when you enter the chamber because you want to be equal and that's what we require, we, we require of men. Democrats, of course, women Democrats particularly, are all saying this is another case of the Republicans going after a woman's right to choose. Uh, we will have to see whether these Taliban-esque uh, efforts in Missouri spread to other states across the country. Yeah, it's just so weird that they, they spent their time debating this. Crazy. And, and they initially said, uh, we have to wear a blazer, and then they started to go through a woman's wardrobe. And, <laughs> they, they, and they, okayed a cardigan, that's okay now, and, and uh, other types of jackets may also be acceptable. But I, I think they decided that sequins were not okay, right? <laughs> I think sequins are out. Good to talk to you, Simon, Cheers, as Nick. always. Thanks for that. Simon Marks, LBC's Washington correspondent. It seems to get weirder and weirder.